Welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. And you know, this this week we're gonna we're gonna take on something completely topical. A lot of times Ales with Aslan is something that can live on and, and you can re-listen to. And but today we're gonna attack something that's kind of affecting everybody around the world, and that's the coronavirus and, and its possible impact on on business. And uh, we want to you know take that with the seriousness it deserves, but uh, also in light of the fact that this is a show called Ales with Aslan, we'll have uh, we'll have some good creative uh, information and some beer to go along with it. So I'm joined this week again by Mark Lampson, president of Aslan Training and Development, and he's got something cold, frosty, and refreshing in front of him. What do you got there? What do you think I have? Well, to I would the guess podcast it, for if it were coronavirus. If I were to guess in a topical way, it might be something with a similar name. That's I'm just going to say that. Corona Extra. If oh. you need me to explain it, then uh, you are not paying attention. You haven't you haven't drank enough uh, Corona. That's, that's correct. It. That's yeah, it. That's so, tell so, us about Corona. I know it's uh, you know I don't know who actually makes Corona because I don't think it's the actual Corona company, and uh, it is uh, yeah, it's a uh, Cerveza Modelo in Navia, Mexico. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, anyway, just shout out to them because, in all fairness, another you, t- you, s- you said just said coronavirus could affect business. It's affecting business and. A true story. I just read an article, uh, the Wall Street Journal, Corona, or not the company, not the stock, but the supply is down 37%. It, Absolutely. So I do, do not know what, yeah. what that means exactly, but... Confusion, perhaps? People so, think uh, they're going to get the virus from the beer? There wasn't a sale on it when I went to go buy it, but, uh, but it is down. So. Well, I mean, and not to make light of a heavy situation, but back in college... I had the coronavirus, but it was much different. It was on spring break, and we shouldn't talk about that. But we, um, we're we going to go with something similar. Mine's a bottle, though. All right, so let's see. I, too, will enjoy Corona Extra. You know, what's funny. The um, I don't know how many podcasts ago we had a guest on that, that introduced uh, Matt Caldwell. You remember Matt. Um, had a Corona because it's uh, gluten-free. So... There's another uh, potential benefit of, of Corona. Well, enough the, about uh, the beer, unless the, you want to toast. The pretzels that I'm eating with a Corona gluten-free? Or? They are not. Okay, well, these pretzels are cheers. making you thirsty. Cheers. You got a crack in that glass. Be careful. I will. Mm. Yep. That is tasty and refreshing and cold, and that's all good. All right. Well, you know, again, not to make light of the situation, because I think a lot of business is going to be and has started to be impacted by it. I've, I'm supposed to go to a conference and um, there's a risk that that's going to cancel and many conferences are. And and so let's get into, you know, four or five main areas where people can prepare uh, for business to go on, even though something like this is sort of taking over uh, certainly the airwaves um, of, the, of the media and um, the hospital rooms that, uh, that people are ending up in. So let's first talk about Maybe how it's impacting people in their homes, their families, and so on and so forth. Yeah, it's uh, and, and I want to maybe my disclaimer is uh, we are certainly not qualified to talk about coronavirus. Uh, we are qualified to talk about uh, impact on business. Uh, I was at Aslan in 08, 09 when the economic downturn happened. Uh, that was about banks and mortgages. And again, we can forget the reason, but it causes a change in the economic situation uh, in the U.S. and, and globally. Yeah. Um, and so, you, if if you don't, if businesses don't prepare and adjust, uh, and salespeople don't prepare and adjust, that's not going to be a good thing for them. Right. So that's why we're taking the time to do this. It's not my information. 
uh, I will cite, uh, yeah, research I've done. I've just gone and read some sort of, you know, business journal, uh, business sources like the Wall Street Journal and Forbes and Harvard Business Review and some previous case studies on, on previous issues. Uh, and medically, we've kind of looked at some John Hopkins and some CDC reports. So, that's all we're doing is taking some of that and sharing that. And yeah, there's a couple of areas to focus on. And, and I think we're remiss without making this a personal thing, which is all of you listening and your families. Uh, I'm not going to get into the numbers about uh, coronavirus is serious. I think there's a lot of other serious things out there, but the world and the media are making it very serious. And the bottom line is uh, just keep yourself healthy. Uh, I think everyone generally agrees with the over-information campaign of just wash your hands uh, but in, in all fairness, this affects your, you and your family because uh, your family might need to be home. So there yeah. are schools in the U.S. that are closed. Yeah. We have a school in Rhode Island that's closed for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, they went to a class trip and then someone got infected and two people tested positive. So they closed the school for two weeks. And so all those kids are home. And there are, uh, I saw J.P. Morgan Chase and some others are asking employees, and in some cases mandated employees, to work from home. So now all of a sudden, you dropped your kids off at school, you went to work, and you sold, or you traveled, and now you're home, and your kids are home. Yeah. And that's a very different world. So uh, I'm not going to give you the big checklist, but I think you know we're doing the same thing in our company and just saying, be prepared. Do you have the space to work at home? Yep. Uh, it's probably not the kitchen table. Not the corner of your bed, not... not. It gets a little sketchy. Yep. Uh, so just find some quiet space to go set up a laptop if you have one and your cell phone. Is your connection okay? Is your internet work? Do you have a headset? Yeah. Because you're going to be like using your cell phone versus an office phone. You could do what a buddy of mine back in the old days uh, when he was working in downtown Boston and had no space and had to work from home. He set up an office in his closet. When he was on video conference, was I saw his clean shirts behind him. It was quiet. <laughs> it was quiet. It was hilarious. And Mike, I love you. I'm glad I'm glad I got to see you on in your closet all the time. But yeah, there's a space in your house you can probably carve out, right? And, yeah, that's right. And you know, so it needs to be quiet and and if there's a space and, and again, I think everyone's the world's going to have tolerance for the fact that people are working Absolutely. at home. But if you want to minimize the impact and be ahead, then get ahead of these things. And if you don't have a remote collaboration tool, then find one. If uh, you know, we use we're, we're a Ring Central uh, yeah. organization. Right. Put a plug for Ring Central. Great, uh, great phone systems, and we have a collaboration tool built by Zoom. So you can go to Zoom. They have a free sort of a, a free download. It you can share screens. You can do video conference yeah. over over that. And uh, you know, if you're a Microsoft shop, uh, they have something called Teams. It's already in your Office 365, and yeah. it's free, and you can use those things. So, and a lot of the larger companies, they've already got collaborative they, they, tools. They do. Right? That's right. So I know, I know that you know when we when we poll the audience, there's a variety of salespeople. So just that's your checklist. Be prepared for your family is home and your phone, your home, and you need to keep work going. What does that look like? So that's that's good. That's a lot of practical. Like, be ready if this is if this is going to start to affect your personal business, but. That's kind of in your home and setting up your home office. What about the actual business impact? Um, you know, if, if this virus comes along and, and starts to hit us, what should people be doing to prepare for their for their business impact? So uh, I need to put some kind of legal disclaimer, disclaimer like, you know, <laughs> don't right. trade you know, right. stocks based on this information. Yeah. Uh, in fact, don't even watch the stock. Past performance. Yeah, is don't no even in... watch the stock market in general. Right. But, don't panic. Uh, there, are, there are some likely business impacts. Uh, you know, the, the, the uh, Forbes, for what it's worth, says 
if if this is a May and June sort of containment, like things kind of start to turn the corner, then that amount of time has a minimal impact on. They talk about U.S. and Europe economies. Mm. Asia's got a, an impact already. I mean, mm. they're they already have countries shut down and systems shut down. So we're looking for that May or June thing to have minor impacts. Uh, and the impacts are right now, companies slow their growth. They slow their business for a couple of reasons. One is their demand is slowing. And we'll talk about those industries in a second, but their demand is slowing. So, you know, I mean, United this morning cut 20% of their domestic flights in the U.S. because they get empty seats. Yeah. And so they're slowing their growth because their customers are using less of their product or service. Companies are also slowing, and this is a very technology thing because they can't produce. Hey, all my stuff, all my raw materials are coming from other places. And if they're coming from China, mm. Or my finished goods are coming from China. I'm not getting them. This is happening right now. So China started to get hit pretty heavy near the end of January. I think it was like the 25th, 26th when they started to set up hospitals and close schools and shut down factories. Uh, average lead time from China is about 30 days, containers, ships. So whatever they pushed out the door at the end of January is hitting now. It's hitting the U.S. now, today, March, whatever, you know, March, today is March 5th, 6th, whatever. And then the ships are going to sort of stop coming. So once companies run through what they have right. and sell what comes in, there's going to be a lag. And again, if that can pick back up and they can get it going again, they'll fill in the lag. But their revenues are going to hurt a few months down the road. Uh, and and uh, I mean, you saw the Fed recently kind of lower the interest rate. That means they want to make money easier to borrow. And so money keeps getting borrowed and spent and used. And so that's trying to sort of help that. But companies are going to be reluctant to spend money, invest money, yeah. and they're going to pull back their forecast. So so that's what's going on. You know, the businesses identified most at risk, again, I'll sort of cite Forbes, uh, the obvious ones, travel and tourism are at the top. Oil is right behind it because travel depends on oil, yeah. or oil depends on travel. Uh, you know, entertainment, you know, Vegas, those kind of things, global delivery, technology based on its dependence of suppliers and manufacturing in Asia, automotive, again, based on a sort of a supplier demand in Asia, uh, you know, clothing, luxury, and some of those things. And so there's plenty others, but if you sell to those industries or are in those industries, that's they're gonna be they're gonna be the ones that feel initially the real impact or squeeze. It's it's here's your checklist. People who have a large customer base in Asia yep. is going to have a problem because the customers are not buying and doing the same things they were doing. Organizations with large suppliers in Asia are going to have a problem. And organizations who depend on those two companies, on those two types of companies, are yep. going to have a problem. So, yep. you know, that's a, a high-level view of general impact over the next couple few months. And again... The theory is if it's a if it's a ninety day type thing and it starts to turn the corner, we'll probably be okay. If it's longer, that gets deeper. Yep. Who knows? Yep. Good. Good. All right. So that's that's how the, you know <clears throat> reps and businesses are starting to prepare for impact, uh, which could be which could be small or large depending on which of these industries you're in. But in terms of your own, if you're a sales rep out mm -hmm. there, right, or you're a, or a sales leader that's trying to help your reps through this this challenging time. There's also ways to prepare for your own little book of business, your own personal piece of the of the world. And what are some things that that uh, that sales reps and their leaders should be thinking about as we get into this? I talked to Tom Stanfield this morning, uh, just preparing. Say, hey, anything you want to make sure we say on this because it's it's a chance to try to help our our, our listeners. 
And he said, remember, there's always a way to win. Mm. He said, this is a quote. He said, there are those who see it as a major barrier to success and those who see it as an opportunity. And they are both right. <laughs> and, and hear me. It's a good quote. It doesn't yeah. mean capitalize on a, a disease that's going around the world. Yeah. But it means you can't control that. What you can control is how you help your customers, how you provide for your family. And so just don't play victim. Yeah. Don't be a victim. Yeah. Don't be a victim to, I can't do anything about it. Do what you can do. And, yeah. uh, and so what can you do? Uh, there's some things, right? Take what we're sort of sharing. Look at the direct industries that are affected. The indirect industries are affected. What's going to happen? There's less of a lot of things. There's less travel. There's less large groups. There's less meetings. There's less going out and doing things. So, so what's what the pressure is, is to try to minimize human contact. Yeah, that's really what's what's sort of going on. You know, if you think of this as a disaster, which is a terrible word, I don't say the word, but people think of like, you know, natural disasters and we lose power and infrastructure. Like we're not going to lose power and infrastructure, but we're going to lose people, people being out there buying, people serving, people delivering goods. That's yeah. just, you know, again, I shouldn't say it's going to happen. That's what's being that's what's being impeded upon. That's what's being reduced. And people's attention, at the very least, is going to be diverted. So if you're selling a service, like we sell training, there's a chance that people are, are turning their attention to something different than. And so we've got to brace for that, yeah. right? If you're selling any sort of service yeah. or any kind of product that's that's not, you know, related to something they're going through, that it could be at least delayed, if not if not canceled. It's a, it's a short. So you've term, got to, yeah. yeah. It's a short term dispensable thing that people right. are sort of looking at. Right. You know, there's also things that are going to be happening. There's more of things. There's going to be more remote working. Yeah. There's going to be more people staying home. Uh, yeah. Healthcare has a big demand for stuff. Yeah. Medical supplies, hospitals are putting more people in beds. There's, I saw, I forget where in the Midwest, they're taking like an econo lodge, like an abandoned econo lodge, and they're retrofitting it for a Me medical. They have a, They have a pretty big... They have a pretty big quarantine like oh, yeah. population they just want to put there, you know. And yeah. so there's all these things. So, and again, I'm sure people were thinking this, but, but think in your business when it's not obvious where you can kind of help. Don't think about it as capitalized on something negative, but where you Helping. can help. 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 It's, it, it's the, you always say, or we always say on the show, motive is transparent. If your motive is transparent, there's a lot of things you can do in this time that are not taking advantage of it, but rather from a place of from the heart trying to help. I mean, I, I was asked for a conference I'm going to, you know, what would you recommend, um, you know, in terms of, you know, whether this conference should go on or be canceled. And I said, you know, the advice I would give to people is this, you know, if I'm a sales rep and I'm, and I'm thinking about whether to contact my customers, because if I do contact them, they could say, oh, I'm glad you called because I need to cancel my order. So that's scary, right? Well, if you call and you say, look, everybody's going through this and I'm just trying to make sure that you and I as partners in this are thinking through every potential option. Now you're coming at it from a, a business partner, a trusted advisor perspective, not where's my order, right? And, 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 and that's a completely different feeling. And so this idea of other centeredness that we talk about incessantly on the, on the program because that's part of our values can really you know, benefit you and your book of business because that's how you are with your customers. If you focus on if you focus on helping people, it's going to pay dividends. It is. And maybe you'll maybe your quota will be hurt, 
this quarter. Yeah. Maybe if you're in some of those industries, but if you're trying to help, you're trying to get in front of people, you're trying to say, look, you have a hundred things you're trying to think about. I want to solve some of them. Uh, business will return. Yeah. They'll come back and, and they'll remember you. And, you know, to that point, let's talk about what's going on. Okay. So, so if, 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 again, it depends on what you're selling, but organizations are going to have workers maybe stay home more often and they might be less productive. So are there things your company does that offers that can take advantage of that downtime? Yeah. Training. This is our business. One yeah. of those things. Yeah. There's another real thing. This was a Harvard Business Review, uh, uh, just, you know, they called it a journal entry or just it was a, a case study. And they just shared that after the 2000, you know, the 2008, 2009 downturn, because a lot of things hadn't happened for a while, there was a huge uptick. So the ramp was real steep. When the market recovered and financial markets were stabilized, there was a huge uptick and people weren't prepared mm. to sort of help fuel that. So I'm not just talking to business leaders and make sure inventory is right, but I'm talking as a salesperson, make sure you're preparing people and your customers to kind of come out of that downturn quickly because it, it will turn around and it comes back quick because there's a drop in demand that ultimately gets caught up and then some. Yeah. And remember that your customers might remember what you said during this time, but they will definitely remember how you made them feel. And if you make them feel like you're part of their team and have their best interest in mind, I think uh, regardless of what the short term looks like, uh, you will benefit from it in the long term. Your job is to help your customers navigate, right? You're, you're supplying a product or service. It's about helping them navigate this issue, whether it's sharing this inf or sharing information, sharing this podcast, taking your product and service and saying, how can they better use it or not use it or change its schedule? Uh, it's just it's just about doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. Um, so let's keep going. Um, maybe one other section or, or two to cover or think about. Um, you know... What are the positives that could come out um, uh, uh, or the positive indicators of of um, that this might be, you know, a short term thing uh, that you're seeing out there? Yeah, it's uh, no one really knows. And so there's no prediction. Yeah. Another I, disclaimer. I, I'm not. Yeah, I just I get nervous here. Right? Yeah, we're not experts. Uh, we just play them on podcasts. Uh, well, I think we're, when do you become an expert on beer? If you've had, you know, 49 podcasts. Worth, uh, let's that, see. 50. Okay. <laughs> Can I come next week? <laughs> yes, you can. You're, Don't you do something 10,000 times? It's 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. Hours. Oh, hours. Okay. According to Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so what should you be looking for? Um, I don't know how to actually share this link to the John Hopkins chart, but it's updated by the hour. And it just shows basically cases and uh, new cases and deaths. And we're looking for that chart to turn around. That's just the bottom line. Yeah. Uh, and when that turns around, uh, what you're what you're what you're going to see is you'll see actions reverse. Mm -hmm. China will open schools. Yep. They'll ha they'll reduce levels of quarantine. Factories will get back to work. You'll see travel bans lifted. You'll see conferences rescheduled. I mean, there are a lot of things being canceled. There's travel. Be Amazon canceled travel. A Amazon canceled dom U.S. domestic travel. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know, the other thing that will drive some of that is vaccine progress. So some of the experts say that's five to six months. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's stuff that's gone in human trials. There's a company that's got human trials for next month. So I don't know that process, but yeah. you know, uh, again, the, the articles sort of say, not that that cures everything, but it reduces the fear and kind of the, leading indicators. Yeah, of, yeah. So when you see those things start to happen, you know, hopefully we're moving the right direction and you can really kind of share that with your customers and just help them prepare for the rebound. 
And I, and I think what we're doing on this show, it's not supposed to be, um, you know, this isn't your, you know, one point of news, I hope, for, for staying abreast of what's going on with coronavirus, but but helping people to just stay informed, like just just be, you read a lot, right? So read and, and, and then internalize it into how it's going to be impacting your customers. And then from the heart, react to that and, and, and uh, create the partnership that you know you have with them and, and make, them, uh, make them feel that you are the partner that they deserve. Yeah, yeah we're, we're doing this at our company. Yeah. Um, I traveled this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I traveled to Kansas City, met with a client. Uh, you know, we all talked and said, you know, we're just being extra vigilant. Yeah, I took some wipes in my bag. I wiped down my airplane little Purell seat, thing. Washed and, my hands yep. a little few extra times, making sure I'm eating, exercising, and sleeping as best I can to stay healthy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to a conference on Monday, and they said it's a no handshake conference. You are allowed to fist bump if you should choose, or do that elbow thing the NFL guys do, where yeah. they kind of lock elbows. It's a little. It's a little. That's I think we should just do nothing. Do nothing. How about like a jump and bump our backs? Well, Is that at church, appropriate? At, at church the other day, like, this you know, eighty-two-year-old woman, Marilyn, God bless her. You know, at the end of at the end down the pew, like the end of every you know, service, yeah. Marilyn, how you doing? Shake hands on yeah. each other. I go to shake hands, and she gives me a fist bump. I'm like, I didn't even know you knew what a fist yeah. bump even yeah. was, and this is the most awkward thing. And I hit her, and then she's like, and she's like her hand hurt or something. So sorry, Marilyn. Uh, yeah, but if um, Marilyn's listening, yeah. we should have her on the show. Uh, she's not a salesperson. Okay, no. all right. Well, everybody's in sales. Yeah. Everybody's trying to influence somebody. Uh, but no, I. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, you know, I, I don't. I'm not worried. Uh, I, I don't want to contribute to the panic, but uh, I do appreciate uh, those of you who have listened, taking some time to just uh, stay informed. Consider all this with a grain of salt. Pass it on, share it, like it, whatever. And uh, I share one more thought, if it's okay. Yeah. Uh, that I heard, I heard a long time ago, and I've shared it a few times. Uh, the thought I share is earthquakes don't count, which is an equally sort of morbid sort of thought. But the reason that's applicable is uh, a story some of you have heard uh, years and years ago, where there was a company that had a like a regional sales contest in the L.A office was leading the sales contest at the very end and the last day of the quarter there was an earthquake in LA shut down their office shut down all the, and so they ended up losing to the team in Chicago and uh the awards got came out and VP of sales sent a note says congratulations Chicago won the quarterly contest here's your award and the LA manager behind the scenes sent a note and said hey man like you know we had an earthquake maybe you could sort of think and reconsider and the man, the VP of sales, sent a note back to the person and to the whole company, and just wrote, "Earthquakes don't count." And so, uh, you know, while we might not condone that as the most yeah, other a little harsh, as but the other centered style of leadership. That's right. Yeah, uh, it's about taking control and responsibility yeah. for yourself and the outcomes, and and doing your best to navigate with what you're being handed. Yeah, that's, that's what character is. Character is not not about what happens to you; it's about what you do about what happens to you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, hopefully we've given you some things to think about, some ways to prepare and just just be more vigilant about what, you know, what this could mean to your business. Just thinking about it, even the first part of this, just thinking about how to set up your home and how you're going to work if uh, if and when the eventuality takes place that uh, we all need to work from home. And that's very possible. Right. So uh, this has been great. Great, great topic. I think very timely, very interesting. Um, and hopefully you guys all enjoyed it. Uh, as Mark said, please like, share, and comment on the podcast. Uh, let us know other topics you want to hear about. We are always interested. We look for that five-star rating. Um, we're trying to get uh, more people to hear this because we really do this for one reason. We want 
salespeople to enjoy their career and continue to learn and get better at it. And we want the leaders that support them uh, to do the same. So, so that's the whole purpose of Ales with Aslan. Uh, it's been another great week. We enjoyed the corona. And we'll see you on another week with Ales with Aslan.